0: All right. Give me a number. One, five, twenty, seventeen, five hundred and thirteen. <laughs> One dollar. One dollar. <sighs> I don't have a prize for you. Sorry. Um, I just wanted to see how big you were thinking today. So some of you went low with a reasonable number. Uh, although there were absolutely no parameters. I just said give me a number. You just you chose a normal, realistic number, right? Uh some of you went for it. Five hundreds. we could have gone like billions. Uh nobody really went there. Uh I was expecting maybe some decimal points, uh some fractions. Uh that's all right. You didn't get too creative, but that's okay. I kinda sprung that on you. Uh you're not used to like being awake at that No, I mean you're not used to uh interacting, but uh uh Big numbers, little numbers, I think this is a good exercise. Many times it's a good exercise to determine personality and kind of where we're thinking and also how visionary or big thinking we are. Uh, but but uh, let me just say that no one, none of you, no matter, whether, uh, no matter what number you thought of or yelled out, none of you came close to naming a number that would represent what God wants to do in your life. We uh, we we have been walking through this summer the book of Ephesians in the New Testament, uh, and uh, last week we spent some time studying uh, a prayer that Paul prayed for the Christians in Ephesus, the city, and uh, that that he wrote this letter to, and and really in in a sense he's praying uh, that letter uh, or the, that prayer in that letter for all of us, uh, and and it's in the last half of Ephesians chapter three, and it's it's full of words and imagery that kind of stretch our human minds as. As he prays that we'll have God's power to uh, uh, in, in our lives, to to to, and His power comes from His glorious, unlimited resources. We talked about, and He He prays that that we would grasp on to the truth uh, of God's amazing love for us. He also prayed that that Jesus would make His home in our hearts. We looked at, at a lot of that last week. If you uh, if you missed that, or you want to catch up on these uh, these sermons, all that's online on the the Listen. Uh, excuse me the listen page I think on our on our website, but um, all of those thoughts from that passage uh, uh, all of those thoughts and ideas kind of stretch our minds uh, they're they 're beyond our comprehension but uh, I mentioned last week that, that we didn 't even read the whole prayer that there's there's still a benediction or or an ending that we didn 't even get to last week and and it, it's uh, it's a um, been called a or this type of Part of a prayer, uh, especially that, that the apostle Paul uses in several of his letters, they they call it a doxology. So for some of you, the doxology is this song, "Praise God from whom all blessing." Right? Well, it's a it's a it's a it's a praise to God. It's a, it's a literary thing that uh, that that Paul would use uh, several different times, and and looking at this this praise of uh, of God and who He is and and what He can do, and uh, and so today. As we, as we dive into this last part of this prayer This doxology, this benediction I, I want us to, I guess, to get a, a running start on it So I want us to, to, to look at the whole prayer Beginning in Ephesians 3.14 And we'll, uh, we'll, we'll then uh, continue on through verse 21 It says, for this reason I kneel before the Father From whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name And I pray that out of his glorious riches He may strengthen you with power Through his spirit in your inner being So that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ and to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. And now the doxology. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us. To him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. Although we've been, uh, been been primarily seeing in Ephesians uh, uh, what, what, uh, what is our identity, uh, we, that's, that's been our, our theme here, that our identity in Christ, uh, who we are as we follow Jesus, uh, the, the doxology here uh, actually shifts things a little bit, and, uh, and it focuses on God's identity and on God's character. It describes some of his amazing characteristics there, are things that we can count on about who God is, and then that affects who God. We are One big thing that we see right up front Is that God is able God is able Or another way to say that uh, God can have you, ever, uh, have you ever wanted to do something You just couldn't do it You were unable to do it um, Maybe you had a lack of knowledge I don't understand anything about the task So I can't do it YouTube helps that sometimes uh, but uh, usually not enough to uh, and it's still I, you end up with i can 't so sometimes you have a lack of knowledge i just can 't do it, or maybe you have a lack of time. you know I, I know how to do that, but I, I just have too many other things going on, and i i can 't i can 't do it or or maybe it 's a lack of strength uh, you just don 't have the power to do what 's being asked. I know that needs to be done i just don 't have the fortitude the strength the the, the the power to do that, or maybe it 's a lack of skill, yeah, I, I kind of understand the the task I just can't do it, I'm not physically able to do it Or, or maybe it's a lack of proximity uh, uh, I just can't be there to do it I'm, uh, Yeah, I know that you need this, but you live there And I, live, and I just can't do it And so for, for, for all of those reasons And probably we could come up with some more You might have had to respond with at some point To a request or, or a need in your life Or the life of somebody else You might have had to respond Ah, I just, I can't I can't do it, I can't I can't is not part of God's vocabulary. He is able. Well, I guess when it comes to sin, uh, we could say that God can't. But with anything else, God is able. He can. And you need to know that because it changes how you live. Uh, God's resources are unlimited, and he, he will never have a, a shortage of power. Uh, God is able and what is God able to do? What does this say God is able to do? Well, in one word, God is able to do more. More. How, how, how much? More. In the, in the uh, version we just read there in, in Scripture, it says, immeasurably more than, we, than all we ask or imagine. In the old King James Version, it says, exceedingly abundantly more. One commentary I read this week says, infinitely more abundantly. It's it's almost a joke phrase that that Paul is using as he's as he's dictating this letter and, and it's it's this this uh, amazing phrase on top of another one uh, and it's exceedingly abundantly more it's it's uh, infinitely more God is not just able to do a little bit more it's infinitely more uh, God's way of doing things will blow our mind. I'm reminded of, of this verse, and others like it in Scripture, when I look around this room, when I drive up to this, uh, this property, this building. In the fall of 2006, almost 13 years ago now, we started a campaign to raise funds to build this building. We had uh, sold our uh, old building and, and parsonage, and, and we purchased this land, and we had some architectural plans, and it was time to fund the rest of the project, and the church consisted of about 50 people or so back then And, um, and the goal was to raise $225,000 in uh, pledges and gifts uh, Gifts and then pledges over three years And it was a, a rather lofty goal given the resources that we had Now some of you remember those days Most of you probably not But uh, that's what it looked like uh, The name of the campaign Go ahead Tim he is able. That was our, uh, that was our fundraising campaign. And uh, those of you that were around back then, uh, I know I have a, a little brick that says he is able. I think that was a, a, a Christmas uh, ornament that we uh, made. And uh, those of us that were there uh, have those. And we, we hang that on our tree each year. He is able. Uh, the theme actually came from, as it says there, 2 Corinthians 9, 8, which speaks a lot of the same language that, that our passage in, in Ephesians 3 uh, talks about there. Uh, We we named the fundraising campaign that because we knew we weren't able Uh, We knew that our pockets weren't deep enough and we just didn't have it in us uh, on our own Uh, But the dream and the vision that we had for several years uh, had been birthed in our hearts by God And we believed that and he was certainly able to see it through well, during that campaign, we cast the vision, we showed the plans, we, we answered questions, and it all led up to a banquet where we gave an opportunity for everyone to pledge what they felt like God was leading them to give toward the project. And, and again, we had 50 people, and the goal was that we would, would raise over three years, $225,000. seemed like a pretty big challenge, but we knew that God was up to the task. And so I, I still remember that at the end of that night we collected pledges and, and later I uh, uh, met our treasurer at his home uh, to start tallying things up. Uh, some of you remember Craig uh, Harwick who was our treasurer for, for years. Uh, he's now moved south. Uh, and anyway, I, I remember vividly sitting at the end of his dining room table and, and he was here and we had the pledge cards and we had a calculator. And we had uh, some paper and a pen, I think. We were, you know, this was... A long time ago, and uh, and so anyway, we started adding things up, and we reached hundred thousand dollars, and that was pretty cool. And wow, that's this is wow. Maybe this is going to happen and uh, but we knew we weren't done yet and so we kept counting and then we uh we got to 150,000 and then 200,000 and then 220 uh thousand and we were close and and there were still some cards left and and things were getting exciting and and, and then we eclipsed the goal but then it kept going and we went to 240 and to 250 and by the end of that session in that dining room uh late on a uh uh I believe it was a Saturday night in November, uh, we tallied up over $289,000 in, in pledges. But we weren't done yet because over the next few weeks and months, uh, gifts and pledges kept coming in, and before it was all said and done, over the first three years, we received over $315,000, almost 100000 more than the original goal. We had not begun to imagine what might be possible we thought we were setting a high goal, and and that was eclipsed. In June of 2007, we broke ground, and here are a couple of pictures. For those of you who don't remember what you looked like 11 or uh, however many years ago now, uh, go ahead and just flip through those. Some uh, some have uh, passed on, some have moved on, and some of you are still around. There's a good group of folks right there. Is that the last ones, or one more? Oh there! See, we actually dug. I'm not sure whose legs those are behind the holding holding the sign, but they're doing a a wonderful task. That's good. Um, All of us had a belief in our hearts. uh, Many of you, of that God was able to do infinitely more than we could do, or ask, or even dream of. And so uh, if you've come since this building has been up, uh, you would, oh, there's a church there. Uh, For those of us who walked through that, we want to keep telling that story, not because of the money and because of this, the bricks and mortar about this, but just one example, actually one small example of what relying on God's unlimited resources can do. He does immeasurably more than we could ask or even think about. In a phrase, God is able. In, in, in reading verse 20, it's almost like uh, watching a, a late-night infomercial. Um, I try not to make a habit of that, but, uh, uh, but everyone... So it kind of maybe goes like this. You, you, you're thinking down through the theology of it all, and, well, God is able to do whatever we ask for in prayer, right? And, um, and, and then you think, no, wait, there's more, <laughs> Uh, Okay, well God is able to do what what we might fail to ask for But even what we think about But wait, there's there's more Uh, God is able to do all that we ask or even think But wait, there's more God is able to do more than we ask or think There's still more Uh, God is able to do not just a little more But abundantly more than we ask or think But wait, there's more God is able to do infinitely, abundantly more than we ask or think. And that power, God's power, his abundant ability, it says, is at work within us. Right? As I read this passage, it increases my faith. It also points out a few things in my own life, and maybe they're true for you, My prayers are too small, my expectations are too low, and my time frame is too short. In light of who God is and and what he is doing and what he wants to do, in light of of the infinitely more, abundantly more than we can ask or think, as I think about all of that, I realize very quickly that my prayers are too small and my expectations are too low and my time frame is too short. You don't pray small prayers, do you? That's probably just me. You don't, you don't settle for less than God's best in your life, do you? I mean, I'm thinking we probably all do, but, but, but if, if God always does more than I can ask then I think I'm not asking enough. I, I want to reach the limit of what I could possibly ask for knowing that God's going to go beyond it. I, I need to ask for the limit of my imagination and then watch God exceed it. My prayers are too small. Or maybe, maybe we're praying those prayers, but we're not really expecting much to happen. Maybe sometimes uh, when we pray, especially if we've been praying for something for a long time and we haven't really seen much going on, we really don't expect anything to change, uh, I'm reminded of the story in the Book of Acts uh, where uh, Peter was in jail, and he was scheduled to be uh, be uh, um, tried the next day. And the church gathered to pray in uh, in one of their one of their homes, and and so they're all there praying, and Peter's in jail, and they're praying for him, and they're they're praying for God's intervention for him to be released, and and uh, and and. Uh while they were praying, Peter was miraculously freed. And, and uh, you can read this in Acts chapter 12. And, and, and so Peter, uh, guessing where this uh, church had gathered, they, he, he made his way to this this uh, this house and he knocked on the door. And the, the servant girl came and, and, uh, and, and answered the door. And, and then she went back in and told the people the prayer meeting. She interrupted the prayer meeting and she said, Hey, Peter's here. And they said, quoting Acts chapter 12 verse 15... You're out of your mind. I mean, that's verbatim. That's what it is in in Scripture. God had done more than they were asking, and they weren't expecting it. They, they, They were praying, but they weren't expecting anything to really come from it. If, if God is who he says he is, if he really does have unlimited resources, if he really does love you, if he really does more than you can even dream up, then probably your expectations are too low. What are you expecting from God? We need to expect the unexpected if that's possible. But saying that, we need to realize that it always doesn't happen the way we necessarily envision it or happen overnight. Most of the time, if we're praying big prayers and dreaming big dreams, our time frame is too short. See, if, if we believe these things are, are true in this doxology, and if God is a God of more, then, then we might start to believe that, well, he'll just do whatever I want. As long as I pray about it, he's just going to do whatever I want. It's going to look exactly the way I expect it to. And, and, and it's going to happen when I want it, like today. And uh, that's not always uh, what this is about. Follow this logic here. If, if, if what I can understand is so much below how God operates... And if, and if he does more than I can even think about, then I'm pretty sure I'm going to misunderstand a lot of the time what God is doing and when and how he's doing it. I, I, I will want him to do what, he, what, what I think is best from my limited perspective, and, and I usually want that to happen as soon as possible. But God is operating from his overwhelmingly huge perspective And he'll do what is best in light of all of eternity. And he has all of eternity in which to do it. Verse 21 talks about that. Glory uh, in the church and in Christ Jesus through all generations forever and ever. God's perspective is eternal. We don't always get it. Our lens many times is what do I want right now? And God's lens is always what is best for eternity. Infinitely more usually involves waiting. Our time frame is too short. Our expectations are too low. Our prayers are too small. F.B. Meyer once wrote, The biggest disappointments in heaven, if there can be disappointments there, will come when God reveals what he would have done with our lives if we had let him. So... So what do we do with this? this? This benediction, we looked at it, okay, God is this God of infinitely more, and, and uh, we're, we're uh, asking for things, but he's going to do more than that, and we're, we're dreaming and, and imagining things, and he's going to do more than that, but it's going to be in his... What do we do with that? What does this lead us to? How should we live because of these couple of verses uh, in the book of Ephesians? First off, it should lead us to worship. Paul reiterated all of these uh, amazing qualities of God, and he says that, that that we need to give Him glory. That's that's worship. That's uh, uh, that's uh, it, it. Means that we've we've found that that that, uh, that that God is worth worshiping. I think that happens uh, many times in my personal life. If I start focusing on who God is, then uh, then then I begin to uh, it leads me straight into praise and worship for who He is. Uh, I don't know if you've ever tried the, uh, the exercise of maybe trying to come up with at least one word for every letter of the alphabet describing God. Uh, it's, and you're going to get more than one for most letters. Uh, I don't remember what I ever got for X. But um, uh, anyway, uh, x maybe? I don't know. That's probably not. And I'm sure it wasn't Xerox or X-ray. So, uh, but uh, uh, God, is, as we walk down through that and you recognize and realize who God is, his identity, it leads us straight to worship. It, it, it leads us to a place of, of surrender, that God is God and I am not, and that God deserves our praise. Another thing that it leads us to is, to is trust. We need to trust that God is who he says he is and he's doing what he says he's doing, even if we don't see it or uh, don't understand it. We have to trust that all these things are true. Maybe you've been praying a long time about something. Maybe there's a, a lost soul that you desperately want to find Christ, or, or maybe there's a sickness that you want to see healed, or a, a trauma that needs to be overcome, or, I mean, we could fill in the blank with so many different things, and you've been praying, and nothing's been happening, and that's the place when, when we have to build our faith. And we have to trust that even though we're not seeing results, that doesn't change who God is. God is still the God of more, abundantly more, uh, infinitely abundantly more than all that we could ask or imagine. Just because I'm not seeing it right now or I don't understand does not change who God is. He is still able. And you can trust him even if it takes a while. Even if you never see the results you thought you'd see. There's a Awesome chapter in Hebrews 11. Uh, t- tells story after story. It's called the Faith Chapter. Uh, it's come to be called the Faith Chapter. Story after story of, of of people who trusted God and and God used them in great ways, but uh, but they had difficulties along the way. And there's this there's this line at the end of the chapter that has always bothered me and challenged me all at the same time. And it's uh, in verses 39 and 40 of Hebrews 11, and it says this: These talking about all these awesome people of the faith, Abraham and Moses and and uh, and and all these uh, Joseph and and uh, all these people, uh, these were all commended for their faith, yet none of them received what was promised, since God had planned something better. None of them had received everything that they had been promised, because God had planned something better, something beyond, something immeasurably more. More than they thought was going to happen. They, they didn't see it all come together, but they had faith. It's the faith chapter. In faith, they stepped out, knowing that God was working things out, even if they never saw it. Uh, even if the results aren't evident, don't lose faith. Trust in the God of more. This, this doxology should lead us to worship. It should lead us uh, to, to trust, to build our faith. And then one more thing that's implicit here, if not overly explicit, is that, that our response... Uh, To our God of more has to be that we're willing to do his work. That we're willing to work. Or or maybe a better way to say it is that that, that we're open and available to see him work through us. His power is at work within us. This God of more who is not limited by anything chooses to do his best work through us. I mean that's pretty crazy when you think about it. And yet it's, it's his power... He's just choosing to work through us to accomplish his plans more than we could ever imagine. And that gives me hope. Because, because it, it so often seems that I can't do much or I'm not accomplishing much for God. Maybe you've had those thoughts too. But, but if I follow his lead and I'm letting him do his thing through me, if it is well with my soul and I'm on track with God and when, when I sense his direction, I step that way and, and I'm doing all that he desires for me to do, the results will take care of themselves because God is able He is able to do infinitely, abundantly more than we could possibly ask or even imagine. Dennis Kinlaw, Nazarene uh, uh, theologian and professor, once wrote these words. He says, God's plan for all of us is infinitely bigger than we have ever dreamed we have limited vision and we look at our own resources and we plan accordingly. We will always build smaller than God wants to build. God desires to take us to go as far as he possibly can go with us and to exhaust all the resources that are in us in order to make us a blessing to the world. Many of us would have been more faithful to God and would have risked a little more if we had dreamed how good God was going to be. Isn't that good? And challenging all at the same time. So I guess as we, as we look at this prayer that Paul prayed uh, for the Ephesians and for us. We see that God has amazing unlimited resources. We need to live out of those resources. We, we, we don't want to settle. The challenge is to pray big prayers. And to think big thoughts. And to dream big dreams. And then expect God to do infinitely more according to his will father god we uh, confess that our that our vision is too small many times lord we desire you to do your will in our lives in this church in this community in your world lord we pray that you would do your work and and that we can do our part as you lead and guide us Lord, we thank you that you are a God who is able and we can trust you. We can can put our faith in you. Lord, we thank you that that, that, that we can depend on you completely. Lord, I pray uh, for those of us who have been praying for a long time for things and we haven't seen results or they haven't ended up the way we thought they would. Lord, build our faith and continue to work out your will and your way in the world and in our lives we pray that your blessing would be upon us as we go from here that you would increase our faith and that we can truly uh dream big dreams and and pray big prayers and then expect you to do immeasurably more in jesus name we pray amen